Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike, the far in this equation. And I'm John, about 10 miles away. John, we're going to discuss the 50th anniversary today, but it's going to be a unique perspective for both of us because I was down there for the 50th and of course you were there and we we met at epcot and so we're just gonna kind of cover that a little bit and in our discussion we're going to talk about some of the offerings of the 50th anniversary so with that i guess we can just go right into what we both did in the parks uh last week i guess right so yeah what's your uh what was your perspective on that on on what happened last week well i uh you know, I had planned on going to Epcot on the 1st. I even took a day off of work for it. Like, just, you know, I figured uh, Disney doesn't turn 50 that often. And I did couldn't get in at Magic Kingdom, but I didn't really try all that hard. At the time, because of when my pass renewed and all that, I just couldn't, you know, couldn't get it. And... Uh, you know, I, I, I was like, well, at least I'll be at Epcot for the debut of Harmonious, you know, that'll be great. Well, then it turns out a couple days beforehand, they previewed Harmonious. And, you know, the the day before, I think they previewed uh, Enchantment, Enchantment, Enchanted, whatever Enchantment, it's called. Yeah, Enchantment, yeah. Enchantment, but only for the invited media. So it kind of turned the first into... You know, that was supposed to be the big thing on the first was two brand new fireworks shows. And they were both debuted ahead of time. So I was like, all right. So now on the first, you know, I'm going to uh, I don't I I don't know. I went to I went to Epcot that day and there was nothing. There was some you could get some pins from the gift shop that said that that were limited edition. Which I wish I got now, because I would have given them away. But again, I experienced no celebration while I was there, at least. I don't know. What was your? How did how did the celebration go for you on the first? Well, it's it's a it's really interesting because the things that you're saying are things that are being said by a lot of these content creators, at least the ones that aren't like given all these benefits by Disney to to pixie dust everyone so at my my take was that we got up <clears throat> that morning and we um i got into the virtual queue because i was not a pass holder and i don't live in the orlando area i couldn't get a preview of ratatouille which is another thing john you said about the previews for the fireworks specials and stuff like that and they did all these previews um they also did previews for Ratatouille, which kind of says that, you know, that, that kind of minimizes the exclusivity of day one, the day one premiere. So I didn't think about that. That's yeah, that, that is true. Ratatouille was supposed to open on October 1st, October 1st in celebration of the 50th. And I've, I wrote it long before that, so I didn't even yeah. think about it from that day <laughs> well for us it was it you know we we got in the virtual queue i got in a group i think it was 44 or something like that which actually was an earlier group we got in we decided not to go to epcot until or um, around the time our group was called 
And um, so we got there uh, after taking a long bus ride from our resort, which was uh, Old Key West. And and that's another thing. We'll get into that another time, I guess. But um, yeah, you can get into it. Well, okay. So the it's part of what happened on the fiftieth for you. Yeah, right? it, it was. So this whole trip, like our as far as the fiftieth goes. Um, we were there for the first and the second, but, you know, we were also, we were there from the previous Sunday until, you know, we left Sunday morning, the next Sunday morning. And um, we stayed at Old Key West. We rented some uh, DVC points and, uh, and, and, but it was really cheap. Um, it was a pre, actually a pre-booked vacation uh, through David's DVC. And it came up and it was like I said, it was cheaper. It was like half the price of what a regular reservation at Pop Century would cost. Um, they have elevated the prices for the 50th anniversary substantially for these hotels. And so that was an opportunity for us to jump onto this. We were actually thinking about going before the anniversary to deal, you know, to, to take advantage of low crowds. But we thought, oh, we're going to take the um, first two days of the anniversary if we book this trip. So we, we did that. Um, the thing about Old Key West is, uh, the transportation takes a long time to get to the parks. It's, it's like a, I don't think it's a substantially large resort. It's not the size of, um, the Caribbean beach or, uh, you know, some of the other larger resorts where you have a lot of bus stations. There's four bus stations, but it takes you 17 minutes to get out of the resort if you are on the first stop. And we were on the first stop. So 17 minutes, think about that. <clears throat> You're trying to plan your day, and it takes 17 minutes to, to leave from the time you, you leave your bus stop to get there. So to get to the parks, and in particular Epcot, was um, it took us a half an hour. So it took us longer to get out of the resort than it took us to get to Epcot. Needless to say, I did a lot of driving from the resort to the parks, which, you know, is is fine you know it's it's fine i just for some reason i felt like on uh, on the first it would be better to um to drive the bus so or to get on the bus so we got on the bus and we got there and it took a while and we we're kind of sweating it out because our our reservation popped while we were on the bus and we got there and it was no problem it, it, honestly the virtual queue much like the rise of resistance it was um the process was pretty easy as far as enter entering the ride and all that stuff i don't know how long they're going to be doing virtual queue on ratatouille um i don't know what the demand for the ride is it's not like rise of resistance rise of resistance is like an event ride um ratatouille is a cute ride it's fun but it's not like um, it's not like the greatest ride or one of your top five or top ten rides, I would say. Yeah, I I haven't been able to get into it again since the preview, and I don't really care. I'll see it sometime. Yeah, that gives you an idea of my thoughts on it. So it, that's the thing. I I think that people need to be aware that um, it's not one of these things that. Uh, Especially if you're local, like there shouldn't be a big urgency to get on it. Honestly, um, I, I like it. I think, again, it's cute and it's an addition to the France Pavilion, which is awesome. It really adds to that pavilion, I think. And I really love the area back there around the queue and, and all that. It really is nice. They've added that crepery back there. That's kind of nice. I did not go there, but that's that's kind of nice. Um, 
but overall that's that's when we entered the park and that was probably around 11:30. we could have went into the park early because we we were resort guests um we could have went in at like 9 30. we waited till 11. keep in mind this is the first so then we just kind of walked around we thought we'd hang out a little bit and and you know wait for you john to to come into the park and we we went and finished up we were doing this uh food thing that they have with the food and wine festival where you can punch uh the the festival card and if you get five of these things they give you something for free at the end of it you know five of these food items we had a couple left on there we um we got like one and then i got like the pass holder exclusive um drink at joffrey's and stuff so we did some stuff like that just got some food and drinks and stuff and and then we went on to, um the ride the uh, boat ride at mexico it was a walk-on <clears throat> on october 1st then we went on test track it was like a 15 minute wait on october 1st and then we decided to make our way over to the land pavilion which then you met us over there and living with the land was the last ride we really need to click the box on at epcot and then we decided uh to uh ride soren would you wouldn't you say both of those rides were basically walk-ons for the most part they we had were, to wait what maybe five minutes for soren they were lower lines than uh, i have ever seen and i can tell you that i was there on the first day of reopening after uh the, the shutdown and I, I i was there on the last day before and there was less lines on October 1st in both of them, which that's a whole nother thing. I, that to me is just very odd. I, I don't know why exactly there to be that, you know, that small of a crowd. But Yeah, on a Friday on October 1st, the, the day of the 50th. Um, I, I did see uh, um, some lines for merchandise that day and for some some of the new food booths that opened up that day. Oh, yeah, popcorn buckets. That had like five-hour yeah. lines, and yet you could go on any ride you want. So. Yeah, so... I guess you, that explains who was there. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I think it was... It, yeah, yeah. whoever those people are, I guess the eBayers or the locals, I guess. Uh, I don't know. But I don't know. Honestly, when we we you you and I took the uh, Skyliner over, you know, uh, around and remember going over Hollywood Studios. Yeah. It, the, the parking lot was empty. It was empty. And if the locals had any type of, uh, uh, you know, any type of desire to go, they would go to whatever park they can and just go. I don't think a lot of locals even went. They must have assumed that's ah, going to be crazy. I'm not going that day. I, I guess. But I, I, so that's the other thing. It, we were, you guys were looking at wait times by you guys, you and then my wife also were looking at wait times and stuff. And she had mentioned, oh, uh, that Star Wars ride. We, we went to Hollywood Studios the day before and the wait time for the Star Wars ride for Rise of Resistance was like 80 minutes it eventually dropped to 60 but we didn't want to wait around the park and i thought okay you know i said to my wife i'm like all right i don't have to ride that you know i'm i'm good with that i've rode a couple times let's uh, let's just go you know and go do some other stuff so we did um that basically um you had noticed the wait times she had noticed the wait times and so we were planning on going back to the resort for a little bit just to rest up and then come back later in the night for harmonious you know and all that <clears throat> but between you you and her you kind of were like 
maybe, maybe let's you know you guys should really go over there you know meaning we should really go over there and try and take advantage of that the wait times for rise of resistance were like what 20 minutes or half an hour or something? i actually timed it and yeah it was it was about 25 minutes is how long it took us so disney's one of their one of their one of the newest and their most uh desired ride literally took 25 minutes and that's not even including technically less because part of the queue is technically part of the ride too like yeah, when you right. when you go on that transport ship it was probably about 15 minutes before we got to the transport ship so it really was not anything you know which again october 1st the 50th anniversary and yeah. there are basically no crowds anywhere at the parks I don't know how on earth that could possibly happen. I mean, I don't is know. it is it COVID related? I, I, I don't know. I, if anyone actually pays attention from what I saw, all of, you know, when they're counting cases or whatever they do, I was told it was like a 60% decrease, meaning Florida's not doing that bad at all. You know, yeah. like we're, we're doing good. Everybody's good. And the new variant is more contagious, but it was less... Uh, you know, it, it impacted your health less. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, it, it kind of came and went and everything's going fine. But maybe that's it. Maybe people were afraid. But again, they weren't afraid. This is lower crowds than ever since the reopening. Like, how could yeah. they be more afraid now than like, you know, back like, then, right? Like July 2020. It's like, come on, that that's just weird. So, and and what's strange is I was there last, um, not this past September, but September 2020, and the crowds were very low, but they were higher than what they were on October 1st. So, you know, that's the thing. Like, we decided to take the Skyliner over there. Um, you, 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 and you came with us, and we went over to Rise of Resistance. You know, we walked back there. We took some pictures of the icon statues and things like that that they had up, and um it made our way back there to uh galaxy's edge then uh like you said 20 some minutes in the queue and then um uh that and that's the new standby queue um and then we went to the millennium falcon smugglers run and i i think that was practically a walk-on that for was us. a walk-on yeah no wait at all so we we went on there that was a walk on we you know maybe walked out of there took some pictures and stuff and then um you had decided to uh go back you know and wait for your wife to get off work and then you were coming back to epcot that night we went and got on slinky dog um slinky dog was listed as like an hour wait um 45 minute wait or something like that it ended up being 20 some minutes um 20 some minutes for that and on our way over there, before you left, you said, hey, Animal Kingdom, you guys didn't go. We did not get to go to Animal Kingdom this trip. We decided the day we were going to go. It was that night we were going to go to Horror Nights. And um, we decided, OK, let's just relax and not go to Animal Kingdom. We'll try and hop there, you know, maybe or something like that. But we, we just gave up on that. When you looked at the times and you said, hey, look at Animal Kingdom, it's like f five minutes. It's a walk on for everything. I'm like. Oh, and my wife was like, and I'm kind of like, man, I really want to go over there, but I didn't want to try, you know, test her because, you know, she, she gets a little, she, she doesn't, you know, she's not as crazy as I am with stuff like that. Like I see that and I'm like, man, I want to jump over there and she doesn't get quite as 
overly enthusiastic about it. Well, she's the one that suggested then, why don't we go over there after that? And I'm like, go over there. Well, then we might as well go to Magic Kingdom at night before we go back to Epcot and just do all four parks. And sure enough, John, that's what it turned into. Um, you had left. We went to um, uh, Slinky Dog, 20-some minute wait, got on that, got out of the park, took a bus, the, the bus, um, the Animal Kingdom, walk on for Flight of Passage, walk okay. on for Navi River Journey, walk on for uh, um, uh, Expedition Everest, walk on for Dinosaur. And we did all those rides. And I want to tell you, it, it started to get dark after we got off Navi River Journey. And walking to Everest, I had never seen Everest at night like that. And they were doing like some projections here and there on Everest for some reason. But I want to tell you, that was beautiful walking back there and just seeing the reflection of that mountain on the water and stuff. I mean, it just felt like you were in Asia. Uh, I went on there. There were basically maybe four or five other people in line. I actually went live on Instagram on that one. Um, four or five people. It was my first time doing Everest in the dark. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, we went, like I said, we went to Dinosaur. Then we went out and um, hurried out of the park. This was like, you know, getting well into the evening around eight o'clock or so. And we got on a bus to Magic Kingdom. We got to Magic Kingdom. I had heard later on that they had shut down park hopping um to the magic kingdom but we got in um right before the uh enchantment show began and it was absolutely a madhouse at magic kingdom on main street everything was packed you could barely move in there at all um people had obviously had their places camped out and staked out almost most of the day for some reason again october <laughs> 1st i i don't i don't know why but uh, I want to tell you, John, looking at the ride, the times at Magic Kingdom all day, like we were monitoring the times throughout the day, there was barely a ride that went above 20 minutes, maybe Seven Doors Mine Train, and all day. And that's with that crowd being in there. These people were just lined up in in the promenade or whatever at by in front of the castle, waiting for uh, the, the the show. I have to tell you, for any people out there who are get frustrated by the uh, Disney social media people. Uh, please don't include me in that rank because yeah, I, agree. I would never ever do such a thing. I saw people waiting at like five in the morning to get into the magic kingdom just so they could stand inside and wait even more. Also they could see, you know, the normal awkward uh, entry thing but mickey has a new coat on and i'm like it's it, it, i i just can't understand what drives people to do that and these people and their starbucks mugs and fighting over merchandise and it's like the the group of people that this stuff has turned into is just getting to be like like i said i i i, I know a lot of them and you know there are good ones and but there's so many people i think that want to be in on that and again you could say hey you want to be in on that look what you do it's like well true to a point i've been doing this for years and like i said i don't think you'll ever find me you know fighting over a popcorn bucket at the magic kingdom after waiting at five in the morning to get in or you know waiting for a cringy 
opening show that no one's going to want to watch just so I can be the first. Anyway, I, 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 I have to say that the Disney stuff is getting weird when it comes to their social media coverage. So, and whenever we have time, I do want to talk about that just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, that's such a good point that you make, John. Uh, you are not in that group. You, you try organic growth and real moments and just trying to capture things you're not trying to sell a lot of these people appear to be trying to sell the parks because they're getting benefits from disney i i I was gonna say let's talk about that but let's finish your thing first because it is really really cool that you got to experience all four parks on disney's 50th anniversary I only got two parks, and you got to all four, and you did so many good rides, too, all on October 1st. So I just wanted to point that out and say that, to me, the way that you celebrated Disney's 50th, you know, would kind of make Walt Disney proud, you know? It's like you went and you experienced it. You did the cool things. You visited all the parks. You didn't just stand there and wait for a stupid popcorn bucket you didn't stand there and and try to be the first to get whatever you just experienced and enjoyed all of them and and some of the best rides ever flight of passage rise of the it's like i can't think of a better way to celebrate the anniversary and based on what i saw online and what i saw being there you did it better than anybody (laughs) you know what i mean so i just wanted to point that out before i go into a rant on yeah you know, social media stuff. I got, well, that's, let me go from, uh, let me go back to Magic Kingdom. When we got there, as I said, we saw those those crowds and I honestly, I was like, oh my gosh. I, and I, we wanted to go to the Jungle Cruise. That's what we wanted to do because I wanted my wife to experience that at night. And we had never been able to do that at night um together i've done it but she hasn't i did it with my kids so um i went in on the right hand side not knowing what i was going to run into that was a mistake number one uh and and really the only mistake i made and so there was no way i could fight through that crowd to go back through and um get over to Adventureland. so i i said to her i, I looked over at that little area where they open up sometimes for backstage when it's super crowded and i was like well you want to do something in tomorrowland and she said what do you want to do i said i don't know let's head that way so we went like right at the end of um tony's town square there there's like that door um that big door area it's like a usually a fence like a big wooden fence well it actually opens up into a backstage area and uh so they opened that up and they had people, they had roped off areas and they had you go into Tomorrowland that way if you wanted to. They also had some uh, fireworks viewing from backstage there and you could see just the fireworks, but you couldn't really see much of the projections. But anyways, we went to Tomorrowland then and looking around, I didn't know whether Tomorrowland Speedway or 
uh, people mover and there was there was no lines for either one of them. And I said to her, I said, let's do the people mover. I'm not the biggest fan of the people mover again. Like I know people with the social media accounts, they love it because they can videotape stuff. And it was one of the original um, early. Well, it was one of the early attractions. Was that an original attraction there, John? I don't Kingdom? even know, but I am one of the people that always loved it, though, because. Yeah. But my my reasoning is um, it, it, it was always an escape because, like I said in the past, I'm kind of an introvert. And sometimes I don't really want to be in the crowds of the Magic Kingdom. And it, it not anymore. Now it's crowded there, too. But that used to be the thing where you could kind of just jump on that and disappear for 10 minutes and, mm-hmm. you know, go inside the building of... Uh, of uh, uh, Space Mountain and all that. And I, re- I remember I would take my daughter on it a lot too to show her someday you'll be able to ride Space Mountain, hear the people screaming. And at that time they had reflective stickers on the side so you could see the carts going around in there just mm. a little bit. And I remember it was always exciting for me. So And a lot of times I would stay off I with my nephew too when people went on Space Mountain. I'm like, ah, that's all right. Let's go on people mover we can take a look inside you know what i mean so i just have a lot of memories on that i don't know why it got so popular with you know social media people and particularly over the last five years it's gotten popular because the train is gone you know the the um uh, the the magic kingdom railway is gone and so that's their one way to see tron construction and i think that's what they do just for the record though i did like it before it was yeah cool you to did like it i, I, I liked it when there literally was no line on it like i didn't even have to think about it like i said if people were going on if there if there was a youngster that couldn't ride space mountain i didn't have to go well is it a long line for the tomorrowland transit authority because mm-hmm. no it wasn't guaranteed so mm-hmm. i just walked right over and walked on but now again uh, it's hard to get on now sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, I don't want to derail you. Again. No, it, it's. Um, I so, like the idea of hearing about your day because, like I yeah, said, yeah, well, we did a good job celebrating the 50th the right way. Yeah, and that's how we did it. <laughs> experiencing <laughs> Disney World. Yeah. Imagine that. Most experiencing. So we we went on the uh, People Mover and. Um, they told us like the cast members were like the show's gonna start while you're on the people mover and we're like okay uh <laughs> you know i i didn't care but i thought it was even cooler you know because i might get a chance to see some fireworks from the people mover and i did um video some of it um so you the the show did start while we were on there and uh it it the castle looked beautiful it really did um and the show itself just from that vantage point and seeing what I saw, I was like, man, the castle looks great, what they're doing there, and the fireworks look uh, look great. And I really didn't hear much of the music or what they were doing, but I did get to see the fireworks and the castle lit. So um, we got off the people mover and we're like, okay, before these crowds let out, let's go. We got to get on the express monorail. Got to get back to Epcot. Get on the express monorail and then get on the Epcot monorail over at the Transportation Authority. I, I'll, let me say, on the way out, they were giving out those posters, the 50th anniversary castle posters. And so um, we we picked up those. We gave, um, with the intention of giving one to, to you and your wife. 
and then our own you know we only needed one because imagine that i'm not going to sell it on ebay you know i i just you know it's something for us and i, I figured like you guys bucks like for it. mine i was like, <laughs> 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 just kidding <laughs> You should have put a fake uh, Walt Disney signature on there. Somebody would have fell for it. (laughs) (laughs) So we got on the Express and um, then on the Epcot monorail. We got into Epcot just in time for the show to start. The show had started as we're making our way back to um, uh, to the uh, lake there. And I you know, we were you and I were communicating the whole time. You were back by the American Pavilion. There was no way I was going to make it back there. Um, so I basically was. Uh, we got stopped at the uh, Starbucks there by um, port the port of entry store, and just kind of watched the uh, show from there. Um, and and that was it. I mean, then you and I and you know our wives we we met up then and uh, just talked a little bit and i think you and i took some pictures and video of the monorail going by and of the spaceship earth and stuff like that and uh so that was the night that was the adventure on october 1st the lines as i said the people mover uh no problem getting on it was a walk-on everything pretty much was a walk-on for the most part on october 1st whether it was earlier in the day whether it was later in the day I can't explain it other than the fact that everyone was waiting in lines for new food offerings or um, other things, you know, going on. Um, To me, John, that was the highlight of the Disney portion of my trip. There's a lot of other things that I'd like to go over, you know, at at a different time. But I think for this one, I think I'd like to cover this 50th thing because you and I both have a lot of takes on this. Uh, I, I just wanted to go over... I, I do want to say the next day we went to Magic Kingdom, October 2nd. And guess what? They were still celebrating the 50th anniversary on October 2nd. In fact, I hear a rumor that it's going to go on for 18 months, right? Or something like that. So um, I'm not really sure why everyone crowded in on that first night, especially given the media preview. So there was no exclusivity to the october 1st shows you know and that's what i wanted to talk about too the fact that like i was at the uh, epcot 35th anniversary and the general public was out there in the big crowd and they went on the stage and at spaceship earth or the uh, the fountain of nations stage and uh, voices of liberty sang classic epcot songs and it was really cool that you know they did a few awkward speeches and stuff but overall it was really nice for the 50th anniversary of the entire park they did a little who'd they have up there some celebrity sang us oh no that that was after uh that bob chapek and Iger went up there and congratulated each other on how great they were and then they basically they did this the day before the anniversary not to the general public but to invited media only. So they basically had a crowd of people there who don't have a lot of choice but to clap at whatever they say because if you want to get invited back, you need to stay in line. And, uh, you know, that's been proven over time. So, again, I, I, so I, I heard rumors say that they did that because they were very concerned that the general public would have booed them <laughs> so they said at the last minute let's just 
debut it the night before and only in media can be there it'll be the media preview and again for me it kind of ruined the first if i would have scheduled the first you know months ago and Mm. and went through the inconvenience of only having two more park passes to utilize in the meantime because i really wanted the first I would have been so disappointed to say, well, the main thing you're, you're going to get out of it is you'll be there for the first night of the new fireworks. And then to have them go, no, nah, we're going to do it the night before. Only meet media. I'd be like, well, that's kind of ruins the whole idea of what I did this for. So, And I wanted to tell you, too, I, I've mentioned before that I've in the past filled in for media and stuff. And I know some of these people and I know how it works and all that. Well, one of the people that I follow, um, uh, I think, shared a little bit too much in their stories. So I literally saw it. And I won't say who because they're all very nice people. And I don't want to I'm not angry with any person or group or, you know, media source or whatever you want to call it. But I literally saw, you know, these people, they're staying at at the Grand Floridian in a beautiful suite. And maybe they paid for that themselves, but I don't think so. They they come from fairly far away. Um, when they got there, their room had a pile of Disney merchandise all spread out. They have backpacks and posters and, and clothing and gift cards and all this stuff just laid out for them. They were then invited to go see Space 220 for free. I paid $300 when I saw it. So my my opinion's probably a little different than theirs. I actually expected good, good service and food. But anyway, they got to see Space 220 for free. They got special um, access to Ratatouille, the ride, with an extravagant dessert party. Like, I've been to dessert parties before with media stuff. This one blew it out of the water. It looked like just towers of unbelievably ornate beautiful food and desserts and stuff so they got that while they got the ride ratatouille and then later i saw they're walking around the park and they're using the gift cards that disney gifted them and it made me think if you were given all this awesome treatment by somebody i.e disney would you, if you didn't like something, would you honestly say, oh, I didn't really like the fireworks, I didn't like this, I didn't like, like, or would you be like, after all they did for me, it feels wrong to be like, nah, I'm not, it wasn't that great. So just think about that. There were a lot of people at these media events. And again, I, I, I hate to even say it because um, it's easy to say, oh, jealousy or whatever else. If I ever am invited to these things, my whole thing is I may come on this podcast and tell you what I think. I generally don't do that on my Instagram. I share experiences Mm -hmm. and you come up with your own opinion. So what I do doesn't really fall into this and it wouldn't except on here. Like if you follow my account, you won't see me putting up complaint posts all the time or anything else or saying, oh, the food was terrible. I just say, I just show you, here's what it was like. Here's what I saw. Here's part of my experience and that's it. But anyway, I it, it made me think, Disney brought all these people out there, you know, the social media people, and 
they made sure that their experience was extremely good. Like they had an unbelievably awesome time. They had, they were showered in gifts and money and parties and food and access to everything and, and all, you know, just the best of the best. And then they share their experiences online. So the perception goes out to the general public of how great the 50th was. It was just perfect and awesome and so great. And then people like me that actually went to it were like, there's nothing here. Like, there's literally nothing. Like, absolutely. Like, like what did I do on the 50th? I didn't go to the Ma- Magic Kingdom, so I didn't see the opening show or anything. I'm not a big merch guy. I don't want special cupcakes that they have around every corner. So I went there, and I could buy some merchandise, and that's about it. Like, literally, there was nothing for me. So I just want everybody to know, oh, by the way, those those uh, stories disappeared. I think Disney didn't really want people to see that much that they were showered in gifts first mm. and then, you know, invited to the thing. I'm just saying that the anniversary for me was very disappointing because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I guess one of the big things is they didn't mention they barely mentioned Walt Disney. They didn't mention Roy at all, which Disney World would not exist if it wasn't for him. The and these shows, like the new fireworks shows, have nothing to do with Walt Disney World at all. They're just whatever the newest, most popular IP is, and that's it. Nothing to do with Walt Disney World, the park. Nothing. And so, you know, I, I, I for me, I was kind of frustrated, and I was kind of... I don't know, disappointed. Like, I honestly think that the best way to say it is Disney was more worried about their online presence of what it was like than reality. Like, reality, who cares? As long as it looked like it was good online, that's more important. And again, you you did it the right way. You were on vacation. You experienced all the rides and low wait times, which was very surprising that you could even do that. But awesome. And again, I was since I lived there, I went and I'm like, well, what is what specials going on? And it's like, I have found everything to be lacking. There wasn't anything special going on. And it, again, I just don't, I don't get it. And I have heard people say, oh, you know, um, it, all the all the social media people now they posted the little DVC article or insert or something they did a little tribute to Walt, and the picture of him looks terrible he looks old and fat and weird in this like drawing of him it looks terrible but then they're like oh this warms my heart this is what i was looking for and i'm like man that is the biggest cop-out ever they completely left him out of the whole thing and then like two days later they put him on a, a bad drawing of him on a piece of paper with some heartfelt quotes and i'm like oh that is so I'm like, it's just too late. If you're if you're that disconnected that you think, you know what people really want? What's the newest IP? That's how you celebrate the 50th. And I'm like, oh. And to top it off, I literally walked all around the world showcase because I'm like, well, at least I'm here for the opening of Harmonious. And I could not find a good spot. I feel like everybody there that night was very tall for some reason. <laughs> I'm a short guy, so it's like I, I, I like this. If I can not be behind tall people, it really helps a lot to see. And I felt like everybody was so tall that night. I'm like, did I get shorter or something? Like, what is going on? 
But anyway, I found a spot to see the big middle circle thing because I was told, well, you want to see that and as much Mm -hmm. as the flat parts as you can. So I went all the way in the back and found a spot where I could kind of see it. Turns out it debuted in B mode. That circle projection thing wasn't working. And I thought to myself, that must be why it wasn't. I was like, my my wife was like, why did we look for a spot to see that? It didn't even do anything. Like, what are we, why? And I was like, I don't know. I was told you need to see it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you you both and she had mentioned that too when we met um, after the show, and I wondered that too. And I even said to my wife, I was like, and she said, "What's that circle thing supposed to be all about?" I said, "I don't know. They call it the Stargate as a joke." But I said, "There's supposed to be something going on in there, like water or something, and projection, and there was nothing. It just didn't work." So you, how do you premiere something on day one like that? And you've had like two or three days to test it out with the media. Yeah, the media and day, it works soft perfect. opening, and and you you it doesn't work the next day. What the heck is going on there? Uh, I honestly, John, I kept saying to her um, with that uh, whole spread, the tacos and everything, and the Stargate worked out. I said to her that day when we got in there, I said, oh, look, they finally have them all laid out the way they're supposed to be. It looks like the aliens had landed and taken their place in World Showcase. So there's the aliens that they're they're telling us that they're taking over the world um, by putting their spaceships and, and their craft in the middle of the lake. That's what it looked like to me. It just looks it looks terrible. The show Okay, there's no story, John. Is there a story with the show? It just didn't seem to have a thread of story like most Disney um, shows do. Like, Fantasmic has a story. Mickey's battling his the villains in his dreams. You know, um, the, uh, the Wishes had this amazing, like, thread of of story in it um yeah illumination narrated by jim jiminy cricket yeah yeah right he basically was talking directly to the crowd and and uh showing them about the power of wishes and stuff even happily ever after had a story thread like a very light story thread but it was like a theme right um illuminations was basically a, a story of unity you know Epcot Forever was a story of, hey, this is where we were, and um, let's reminisce about the parks or about Epcot and how amazing it was. And and then here it, it finishes with a very like poorly done. Um, here's the where the future's going. Well, they took it there, John. They took it. They warned us with <laughs> Epcot Forever. They warned us that okay. Um, you know, and and we got it with Illuminate or um with uh, uh this new show harmonious harmonious. harmonious. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. I I don't know. I I was very unimpressed with harmonious. I'm very unimpressed with this whole um that, that uh, there's no. I don't know. I have yet to have he- I heard anybody really say they loved it. Um, from whether it's social media, whether it's like um, online reviews from touring plans or wherever, I, nothing. Um, it's it's disappointing. I'm starting to hear the social me- media people say that, you know, 
after I'm starting to like it now. After they had a talk with Disney about the Disney genie, they come out and they started really liking this. New, uh, <laughs> well, it's, well, it's they must have. May, maybe the genie actually is a genie, and Disney <laughs> like. Uh, you know, Josh tomorrow, like said, my first wish is that social media people would say that they love this show or that Disney didn't give when they brought them out to let them try out Disney genie. I'm sure they didn't give him free stuff or anything to oh, influence no. their opinion in any way. I'm sure it was just out of the well, kindness of their heart they went out. And... I I do want to see like uh, harmonious and a mode. I want to see that eventually. I'll see it again when we come back, just to see what it's like and see if it's a you know if it is good. But there's no story there. That's the problem I find with it. Um, John, you said you went and saw. Um, what's the one over at magic kingdom again enchantment, enchantment right and so i saw it the next night but i had to see it from backstage so i didn't get to see the projections i gotta tell you from my standpoint and my vantage point i thought the show was kind of boring i thought it was uh, there's no again no story thread in enchantment at all there's no Walt. there's no theme park there's no this is walt disney world's 50th anniversary let's celebrate um you know what we've done here over the last 50 years and there's nothing it's just um hey you know we have moana and we have uh you know brave and toy story and stuff like that so it was basically just a show um with ip and there was no story at all no story thread that i could tell i don't know i was there there was no scene and they just they there was a couple flips in there about how special i am and how everything's really about me and i'm like i don't think we need to hear any like that yeah. i think our whole country already pretty much thinks they're the most it's like again i i hate to be mean but these the kids shows that happened for the kids that are about 20 now they all they did was tell them they're the greatest thing ever the world revolves around you you're the most important and everything you do is so important and great and it's like i did i did hear a a tinge of that in there i think but again my biggest thing was i i watched it and my thought was i didn't hate it i thought it was okay and then but there was no emotional pull at all no emotion it was completely hollow and my thought walking out was i'm glad i don't have to spend a lot of late i don't like being out late that yeah i don't need to be out late because i don't really care to see either of the new shows it's it's going to be very rare that i see them and i'm good with that which Mm -hmm. for my life that's a good thing and so i'm glad they're not that great so i i will say um I I got to see the uh, second to last night of uh, Epcot Forever, and I I will um, basically say what you said that it, it's not a bad show. I don't know why there was so much negativity around it. It wasn't Illuminations, okay? It wasn't. Um, but it was pretty good. Yeah, I I found it enjoyable. Um, and then Happily Ever After, I'd already seen Happily Ever After, but I wanted to see it again. It was the second to last night of that show. I got to see that and I waited in the crowd and I did all those things. And there was a lot of locals there and a lot of people trying to catch a last glimpse of it. I really think, in my opinion, that Happily Ever After, while I, 
you know, it's it's not as good as Wishes. It was a I really feel like it was a better show, in my opinion, than what the enchantment was from what I could see. Like I said, there was like kind of a loose thread there with that. It was still IP driven, but there was a theming that you could clearly pick out with enchantment. I didn't really see that so much. And uh, again, maybe it was just my vantage point that might've had something to do with it. But um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I just was not impressed by either one of the new shows. Um, I was more impressed by the those stupid statues than I was the shows. And you know, speaking of them, though, I thought they were going to have fifty of those, and I, 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 you know, supposed to. I don't feel like there's fifty. Maybe there is, but I don't I, know. I really feel like there's just like I feel like there's like five or six at each park, which would be like twenty to thirty max. Yeah. You know. I, I don't know. I, yeah. yeah, I I probably think that probably the, cut. honestly, the quantity that you mentioned probably sounds a lot closer to what I saw. So uh, I overall the 50th for me, very disappointing in that um, what they did and how they presented it really had nothing to do with the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. It was just a couple shows and a ride. The merchandise, of course. They did a good job with merchandise and food because that's all that people went after, apparently, when they were in the parks, given the ride times. Um, I I just, I, I mean, so maybe that was very successful for them. And if it was, then you, you're darn guaranteed that they're going to do that for now on with any celebration or anything like this. So uh, I don't know. I By the time I was able to look at the merchandise at... Um, magic kingdom the next day on the second pretty much everything was gone for the most part um there were a few items that we picked up like we got that soap dispenser that you had been talking about and uh you know i I don't know that for the most part that's pretty much what we got um popcorn buckets people were waiting in hour long lines for those i don't know i don't understand it that's how they celebrate the 50th. I, I chose to go to the parks, like you said, and go on the rides and experience. Um, I'm glad that I got to do what I did. That made memories for me. I made October 1st. My wife and I made October 1st, along with some help from you, um, special, you know, in our own way. And it has nothing to do with what Disney did um, other than provide the theme parks. Well, like I said, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, and you definitely did it right. If I would have known there's going to be nothing there, maybe I and such low lines, I might have done that too. I that I I feel like that would have been cool if I said I did all my favorite rides on the anniversary. But again, for me, it really doesn't matter. I wasn't yeah. there on the twenty fifth, and I wasn't there on the fiftieth at the Magic Kingdom, at least. And, I won't be there on the hundredth either, so I shouldn't say that. It's possible. You never know. Highly, never highly know. unlikely. Uh, the fiftieth again. Um, I, I just, I, I don't, I, I think they missed the mark here, and I think they had an opportunity to, um, after the pandemic, to really blow the doors off of things and welcome everyone back. You know, welcome people to the fiftieth, make it this special thing, and. Um, I don't feel like it was uh, all that special. 
Um, I'm not a paid endorser. I am not a a person who gets like tons of gift cards and dessert parties for free from Disney. I'm only a person that paid, you know, a couple thousand dollars to get down there and experience something. And um, I, I sort of was hoping for them to help make that something extra on the 50th. They really didn't. Um, again, it, it ended up being something organic. And I like that better, actually, to be honest with you. But I, I think they there wasn't a lot of effort by Disney on this 50th. A couple decorations that didn't cost them that much. Uh, some statues that probably did cost the budget a lot. Um, and a ride that was already had been ready for a year. Um, yeah, you know, sad. that's yeah, that's it's it's been ready for a year. It's true. Sa- same thing with the uh, fireworks thing. It's been ready. Um, and you know, at Epcot at least, and really looking at what it took to put together Enchantment, I'm really not sure that given Disney's budget and what they already do with fireworks, that that really was that elaborate for them to put together that it costs that crazy much more than, say, Wishes or or Happily Ever After. So, in fact, from what I understand and what I heard is it's considerably cheaper than both of those shows. Um, So... You know, because it involves more projection stuff. Um, I thought the music for Enchantment was lame. Um, I thought yeah. the selections were the same exact thing from Happily Ever After for the most part. What is amazing to me, John, did you notice that with um, uh, uh, Harmonious, it is almost song for song and beat for beat the same as Happily Ever After. Like the songs are the same exact songs. Every song. Every uh, IP is the same I'm, exact IP. I'd, I have to tell you that my wife, unlike my unlike me, loves the Disney music, meaning all the songs. Like she's one of those people that sings along to every song that comes up and stuff. She did not like her, her uh, enchantment because she's like, uh, it, she wanted to sing along, and she was like, wait, it's just it was that was all slightly off, and I was told by by other people that what disney did was they switched roles for most of it like if it if it's typically a woman singing it they made it a man if it's a man they made it a woman and again personally i wouldn't even notice because i'm not that familiar with those songs that it means nothing to me but i feel like that's what they did to make it different maybe they gave it a little bit different tone or something but again i I, if 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 that's as good as your creative team has, I don't, yeah, I don't I know, guys. It's time to uh, uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know what it's time to do, but that's 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 a pretty lame thing to come up with with all the money you pay people to be creative. Well, I don't think you pay people to be creative anymore, anyway. If you did, I, you're not getting your money out of it. I guess. Um what i would say and and again there's a lot more involved in the trip we'll we'll cover it if you want you know if you think it's appropriate on another podcast but um i would really like to talk about horror nights um in a future podcast and you know even like maybe go over the houses a little bit we had talked about that before and i i would really like to discuss that because i really had a great time there and i think they do it right uh one thing about Disney that I'll say on this trip, and, uh, and this is a positive. I, I do think that they they do a good job with this food and wine festival. And 
I've been to the Food and Wine Festival before, but it just seems to get for me better and better. And so when we went there in June, um, I don't remember. I think the uh, Flower and Garden was just ending and they were going to start the Food and Wine the next week. But we went to Food and Wine last year and I really liked the fact that they had that show center, you know, that show place or whatever in the building um, past England, past the UK. And they had some offerings in there. They had the lady on the piano and stuff. They didn't do that this time. Um, but the pavilions, like the, um, not the pavilions, but the uh, food booths and stuff were, for the most part, open all week. And I thought the selections were pretty good, um, for the most part. And they had a lot of diversity in those selections. So to to kind of, I guess, put a positive on it, I really enjoyed the, uh, we spent three days in Epcot. That's the most we've ever done. Uh, and a lot of that had to do with food and wine. And um, I, I did drink some alcohol, not a lot of wine, but more uh, mixed drinks and beers. Um, but for the most part, it was about the foods and trying different foods. There were some hit or misses, but I, I really enjoyed myself with the food and wine thing. That's that's the positive I will put on it. Um a lot of the dinners that we sat down for, I mean, we could we could do a podcast on that. Man, it is Whispering Canyon at the Wilderness Lodge and the Wilderness Lodge itself. Man, what a what a great experience that was. Um, we we did uh, Skipper Canteen at the Magic Kingdom uh, our last day there. Great experience, good food. Um, we really enjoyed ourselves there, but. Uh, we also went to the Edison at Disney Springs, which is basically like an old-timey nightclub almost, and that was a good time. Uh, I would encourage people to try that place out. It's um, it's it's it was it was a good experience there. They had uh, music like classic. They had '80s type music set to old-timey '20s uh 20s type music it was it was really fun but um, yeah i've never been there either i i think you would probably have a good time to edison um they, they have a great burger there the edison burger was just delicious uh they have a lot of selections of different things and you can just go there for a dessert you know but um they i think they do that right in my opinion yeah and uh I, I can do it another time. The podcast is probably getting long, but I also went to uh, Space 220, and I think I was there, I don't know, the, the one of the last couple of days of September. Well, I, yeah, you said it's getting long, but that's kind of, I, I would, why, why don't you go over that, John, if you, if you think, I mean, it's not going to take too long to probably yeah. go over it. I literally, I, 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 I heard from other people online that, that, um, which day was it? I don't, I don't know. I think it was on Sunday, probably the 30th or the 31st. It was the last day that you could do walk up reservations for, for their meeting. After that, you need to do it ahead of time. And I'm like, well, this may be my only chance. And I love the idea of an original space restaurant. I, I really would like to do it. So I thought, well, I'm going to go a little bit early. And by early, I got up at four in the morning and just kidding. I, <laughs> I, I Epcot opened at, at 11. I got there about 10 
and stood there in the sun for one hour because I knew that it was going to be close. And, you know, as soon as I was able, I quickly walked to the, uh, I quickly walked to get reservations and I just made it like a literally they were typing in my wife's allergies and they go, Oh, it disappeared. Not available anymore. And they were like, don't worry. And then they put us in for five, but then adjusted the note to three to make it work. But so I almost didn't make it. But anyway, we went back at 830 at night and, uh, my wife and daughter got the filet. Um, I got the t- the bone-in T-bone or bone-in whatever. And um, my food was okay. And that's what I got from all of us. I think one of the biggest problems was my wife had, uh, she has an allergy. So she said, well, don't put any of the uh, whatever, like sauce or whatever you want to call it, the 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 gravy sauce whatever you put on top of the steak for flavoring she and i didn't realize it till later but i was like this steak is not great it's it's just very bland and plain and it was like it was okay and not great they didn't put it on any of ours and i'm like i if if there's some type of uh spices i want even more than normal i don't want none you know i'm not i so i got plain steak even though i didn't want it and i didn't even know it till later i just thought well it's not as great as i thought it was and uh when i when i got there to go up in the space elevator the cast member was talking to their friends and laughing and talking and completely kind of takes you out of the whole this is a space elevator thing and you know they were talking about again work schedules and this and that and i'm like i i i you know then we went up the trip up was cool and again it looks very nice but if you were to ask me honestly like would i pay to eat it be our guest again yes i would would i pay to do this again probably not at least not dinner prices i paid 300 dollars, and i wasn't wowed by the food it was okay and the environment was fun but i it's not something that I'd be excited to do again, and mainly because, like I said, it wasn't, I don't know, it just wasn't uh, wasn't that exciting, you know? Like, it was good, glad I did it, I don't regret it, but again, I think you should try it once. But I heard the food was so good, and again, it's probably just me, but my food was not, I liked the Be Our Guest food much better. Mm -hmm. So that's... That's my thought on it. Did they uh, keep like uh, I've seen video of the uh, of the restaurant and it, it, they have like these windows or whatever that look out into what they call space and it's projection screens behind the windows. Yep. Did they roll the same footage over and over again? Yeah, it's the same footage, and I was hoping that. You know, I would see something different out my window, but I had to get up and walk and look out the other parts of the window. And again, I didn't like the projections that much, too, because, I mean, spacemen floating around doing stuff. It just looked very unrealistic, that part. And I'm like, I'm like, I know it's not supposed to. If if you go through all the trouble of having this elevator and pretending it's all real and then you have like spacemen going out, like doing nonsense out, it's like. I don't know. It just looked a lot of that stuff did not look 
real either. But so again, I'm mixed on it. I will go back again, but I don't know when. It was a lot of money. Like when I spent three hundred dollars, I'm like, I just didn't feel. I didn't. It didn't feel worth it. When I went to be our guest, I was like, it was. But I think it was cheaper though too. Be our guest was like sixty-two dollars a person or something. This was like seventy-nine a person or something like that. Mm-hmm. And again, they make you get the dessert and the appetizer and all that. And I did get a, a yeah. That, like I said, the, the 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 salad was good and it wasn't all bad, but it wasn't three hundred dollars good. I really did want to like it. That's the I'm always saying Disney needs to do more. Uh, original stuff, and then I don't like their original stuff. It's yeah. not on purpose, though. I really yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, they try and create immersion with that thing. And if you're in the elevator and the cast members talking about work schedules, that doesn't help with your immersion. Second of all, when they, when you're paying that kind of money, and you, then you are, of course, going to expect a certain level of service and um food and when that doesn't come through of course that's going to kill your immersion a little bit it makes you start looking around and looking at other areas that maybe aren't as impressive as you thought they would be so if you keep seeing the same spacemen the same two spacemen out there just kind of floating around in space doing nothing or whatever they're doing i I mean that's going to kind of bring attention to the fact that you're just watching you know, it, it takes you out of your immersion. So I don't think there's anything wrong with your take on it. Um, again, maybe you'll go back and maybe things will change a little bit. Maybe they'll, you know. Yeah, to be fair to them, it was fairly new. You mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah, I mean, for me, looking at that price and uh, looking at the experience, you know, I, I'd probably go back to the sci-fi and get a burger (laughs) yeah honestly i would have been much more satisfied with everything going to the sci-fi and so again it was newer it's still worth trying um but again for three hundred dollars i mean there and there there were three of us so it it averaged about a hundred dollars a person and that's about normal from what i hear so but again i'm just not so that was the first day that we arrived in orlando and you very graciously offered for us to come with you and you offered to pay and i you know my wife didn't really like that food um the food offerings list and i was like yeah i don't i don't want john to take out a loan to actually pay for (laughs) dinner so i was gonna pay you know for our own but then she just i I thought it would be a waste of time for us because she wouldn't eat anything there so yeah if you don't like that food that really would have been a lot of money to spend on not liking the food so yeah yeah and so with that said i i think if i ever make it there it probably won't be with her and she probably won't want to go there so Maybe with one of my kids or something. Anyways, John, I I think we should probably wrap up there. Um, There's some other things that I'd like to talk about. I did get to go to the sci-fi finally. I'd like to discuss that sometime. Um, Again, the Skipper's Canteen and the uh, uh, Addison I got to. And Halloween Horror Nights, I'd like to talk about that at some Uh, point. Oh, Um, yeah. And... One other thing to end on a on a uh, positive note, my absolute yeah. favorite thing about the 50th, and there is something there, and I did see this on the first, 
the beacon of magic um oh yeah for spaceship earth i love that i can't Man, couldn't get enough great. of it and again it's one of those things i don't think disney planned on how awesome it was going to be but it's yeah. just so enjoyable so that is something and you know i did say not long ago that there's nothing there there is there was one thing there and i forgot about it because when i came back around eight o'clock it was on and i was as i was pulling into the parking lot i'm like holy crap mm. look at that thing it was just yeah. mesmerizing and it got better and better as i got closer and you know my my wife was getting frustrated because i didn't want to leave i just kept looking at it and recording it and walking by it and looking yeah. at it more and it's like so there was I, something good and that is it i saw that uh on the way in on the monorail and i was just like oh my gosh that looks so awesome I, I if they would have just did a fireworks show behind Spaceship Earth, you know, and and did that show, I think they would have been better off. They spent a lot of money on this harmonious show with those big, huge spaceships and the uh, Stargate. You know, I, I just they did something right that cost them probably um, a tenth of the money, and they did something wrong, which cost them probably millions and millions and millions of dollars oh so. yeah and as an abbreviated version of how is my uh, social media going i did yeah. a like a 14 second clip of the uh spaceship earth lights it it, it reached seventy six thousand people uh five thousand two hundred eighty six likes got me 110 new followers uh 66 comments 650 shares it's like people saw that little clip and it's something i did and then late later that night i'm like i don't know i'll just put this one up and man people absolutely loved it and again out of all the 50th stuff that is the one thing that just shown right through on social media too so that's a good test of you know did people like harmonious no they didn't and did they like any of the other stuff i posted a little bit but what they re re really liked was spaceship earth beacon of magic it it shone through as the highlight of the 50th for it seemed the general public agrees that's the coolest thing yeah yeah i i, I gotcha and i think you're absolutely right if you look at um the uh, uh the beacon of magic with uh animal kingdom it's kind of like you said before we started recording it, it's kind of similar to what they already did and uh, so there's not really much new there. Um, the Beacon of Magic at Hollywood Studios, meh, it's on the Tower of Terror. The Beacon of Magic in the Ma at the Magic Kingdom is on the castle, and it, it looks good. It, it does, I think. Well, I, mean, I couldn't even tell when it happened. I was there, and I'm like, I think it already turned on. It's like, I don't even know, because they always lit it up anyway. So yeah. I really, I couldn't tell when it was on or off or what they were doing. So I, I it looked. It looks really pretty. I got some great pictures of it, uh, you know, of not the show, but the after effect, you know, after they lit it up. And um, I think it looks really good. But that Spaceship Earth thing is amazing. And uh, I don't even care if they just get rid of Harmonious and just do that as a show. I mean, that would probably be much better. Uh, unfortunately, I think Harmonious could uh, have potential if they just wouldn't, you know, if they wouldn't do that you know do what they did with the ip but um uh, i think I, they tried too hard to be hit too i think the, so 
they're like, what will the kids want? And it's like, and when I say kids, I mean 25 year olds who think they're kids yet. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like even they were underwhelmed by this. So um, go figure. Hopefully we met the threshold. Disney nonsense trying to appeal yeah. to people that don't go to the parks because guess what they did they tried yeah. to appeal to the people that don't actually go to the parks well, I, I do think there's going to be a course correction I think they're going to do something here different at some point I just feel like they, the overwhelming kind of negative or meh reaction to all this stuff is probably going to uh, to make them want to scramble to do something and uh, maybe it'll just be discounts I don't know but you know, either way, there's going to be some course correction here eventually. They don't have a choice. They have a board of directors who are monitoring all this stuff. So, you know. Yeah, if I know Disney, they'll double down on the direction they're going and say, yeah, this is what we do. They'll try, but I know the um, the board didn't really take kindly to the last results, the last stock uh, results because uh, it, it really everything tanked the day after their last. Uh, hey, phase. you know what they should have done? They should have invited social media people <laughs> to go to the stock, the stock, uh, the uh, the uh, state of the company address the day before, and then they would have all said it was great. And then the real one the next day, just a piece of paper with it written on it, and then the stock would go up. They'd be like, "Wow, we, it appears we're doing great." Well, then the board Social members media. would the the board members would certainly be like, "Oh, you're doing a great job, all of you guys, at a boy." Yeah, and, I saw uh, on social know, media everything's great. Social media, it's, 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 you know, Tim Tracker said everything was going great. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough for me. I don't need to see. I don't. I don't need to see the balance sheet. I don't need to see any balance sheet. He dug right into it, you know, and uh, and, and he even took home, took home something for his wife. So <laughs> I don't mean to pick on Tim Tracker. I actually really like Tim Tracker. So I, you know, I just uh, it's just yeah. He was only used because he's very popular. Yeah, he would do that. <laughs> Oh, man. So is that all you want to talk about your social media, John, or do you have some other stuff? Uh, I guess I, I wasn't going to. I, I have been growing a little bit, but just so everybody knows, even the growth has slowed so much that even with huge exposure, it still means almost nothing. And when I say that, I was shared uh, by a couple of sites that have I think at the same time, there was about 44 million followers they have. And they shared my stuff, and they did a great job in tagging me. Literally, they, they had me tagged in it. They had me credit where you don't even have to click more to see it. They did an awesome job. And I still probably got like a 1,000 followers. And that's out of 44 million possible people that may have looked at my thing. Back in the day, something like that would have that could be your success overnight. Like you get shared with that many people, you'll just jump and you'll be like, boom, you have a huge following. That doesn't really work anymore because I, you know, a few weeks ago I was shared by somebody with probably like 20, 30 million followers. And again, I got like a thousand followers out of it, which I know people that don't have that much are thinking, well, that's a lot. It's like, but back in the day, like Disney would share your picture and all of a sudden you'd have 80,000 80, followers overnight. 
I have never gotten a big amount overnight. Even this thousand, it goes, it takes like four or five days to gain that. Hmm. And then it just stops. And so it's like, it's not like a, oh, I got thousands of people at once. It just never happens anymore. And again, I don't know why exactly, just the nature of social media, I guess. Quick growth, it's extremely rare. Just people are not looking for people to follow anymore, I guess. So my growth continues to be very slow and very steady. And again, uh, I know a thousand sounds like a lot, but the entire time, too, there's also the unfollows. Like a lot of those people that follow like that, they don't stay long because they don't even know what Disney is. And for example, like right now I'm doing well. Over the past seven days, I have 731 new follows. And this includes, this is within range of that 44 million people. So 44 million people, I have 731 new follows, 125 unfollows for a net of 606 follows. It's like, so just imagine it takes a lot to get followership. And uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it just goes to show you there's no easy way to do it. You know, even if mm. you get shared by big people, it's it may not mean much. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> something that's always fascinated me is the um, kind of the niche nature of um, of universal stuff. How's your universal been it has, has been, been going along the same line. Twenty thousand two hundred for weeks now. Like it never goes up. I know, but it I doesn't know. shrink a lot either. But it's oh, just stagnant. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like a niche thing. Even on TikTok, um, Universal content, if it isn't Harry Potter, doesn't really seem to get a lot of attention for some reason. I'm not really sure why. Um, I don't know. I I know you know the natural progression of things. You saw it yourself. John, it started with you staying at DVC places and becoming a pass holder. And then before you know it, you move down there. And I hope I follow the same path because I may end up moving down there within the next five years or so. If that happens, I could see myself um, maybe create trying to create more universal content, to be honest with you, especially with the new park coming in. Oh, yeah, it's probably a good idea. You know, I I definitely think um, Universal stuff, particularly on TikTok, is underutilized. So, um, so anyways, that's uh, a, at least you're not exponentially shrinking. The bleeding hasn't completely stopped, but at least it's um, maybe got a little bit of a Band-Aid on it now. Um, I know Facebook is having a little bit of trouble right now, so that might have something to do with it. Uh, they are losing eyeballs to TikTok, and uh, that's that's definitely happening. And Instagram is uh, owned by Facebook. So, so anyways, uh, where can they find you online? Well, they can find me at c.wdw on TikTok, on Instagram, Facebook. You can find me at c.wdw on YouTube and c.uo on Instagram. All right, and you can find me at the T H E E Giant Rat on Instagram and on TikTok, where I'm starting to put some more content plugged in there. Um, over, you know, from this trip. So, uh, but uh, your content, even though what you said is true, John, your content's really 
been great. I mean, your TikToks have been really creative, and I, I've really enjoyed watching them. So, I, you know, I'd keep up with that. Yeah, I put something new up every day. But like I said, I'm not too excited about it. But I'm, I'm doing well, though. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. That'll be it for this week. All right.